Hey everyone, welcome back to The Lunch Bunch. Today, we're gonna to be tackling the problem of evil. Uh, another way to phrase that question is, is God always good? Let's talk about that. the problem of evil, I thought a good way of kind of like breaking the ice, because this is a big topic, is I would like to ask you guys, what is the meanest, meanest. thing that you have ever done to a sibling when you were growing up? Mm. Uh, I think I did too many mean things to a sibling. <laughs> you can't, you can't to one. Not meanest. One story is hard. <laughs> I, somehow, I convinced my brother one day I bribed him somehow. I don't remember what the bribe was, but <laughs> I made him eat dirt. Oh, nice. literally eat yeah. dirt. Nice. There's, so, I, that's nice. pretty mean. To that make. was pretty mean. I don't know what I, what I said to him to get him to do it, but he did it. And <laughs> I'm pretty sure there was vomit involved afterwards. <laughs> and some did you get parents get mad at you? Yeah. And there was also yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was bad. It, it didn't go well. All right. Yeah, you know, I, I, I was trying to think. I, I didn't do a lot of mean things to my brother. I was the youngest, so I got beat up if I did. So, uh, <laughs> so, so a lot of mean things to me happened. Uh, a couple, one I remember was specific. I didn't have a couple good stories, but one I remember was uh, uh, my, my brother and I, we shared the, the same room uh, growing up. We had twin beds, and one night I go to bed, he's not in bed, and so I lay down, I go to sleep, and as I go to sleep, uh, I feel my covers move. A little bit, you know, and you'll think of them, you wake up, you yeah. pull back up, and then fall, a few minutes later, I fall and move again, you know, and, and they're like, pull down a little bit, so, gosh, what's going on? I must be kicking my feet up, and then I got back and got drunk, almost, almost fell asleep again, then, whoo, my covers all flew off of me, and I screamed, ah! <laughs> and I ran out of the room to my parents' bedroom and was crying. And then I told them what happened. They walked in the room. My brother was under my bed pulling my covers off me and uh, scaring me yeah. to death, man. So That's fantastic. That was, uh, I wish I would have thought of that growing yeah, up. Yeah, well, it was scary. Yeah, for, my, for, for my six-year-old. <laughs> for a six-year-old. <laughs> That's fantastic. Never slept in my room again. Yeah, yeah. he's like, I, I slept in my parents' room my whole life. Eric, do you have any stories? I can't think of a sibling story, but I remember in high school with a couple of friends of mine, and mm -hmm. it shows maybe the depth of our friendship, <laughs> uh, we were driving home from something after school and not being super nice to each other, and I threatened, if you don't shut up, I'm just going to stop the car and you can get out and walk the rest of the way home. Nice. Well, they didn't. So I pulled right over, kicked him out of my car, drove him home, and let him walk the rest of the way. There you go. Yeah. Hey, How you're far a man of your word. We don't talk much anymore. <laughs> How far I did was that the to walk? a friend in high school too? Uh, yeah. Probably a solid mile and a half, two miles. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah. Uh, I I waited for last because I'm definitely the most evil, and I knew it. Oh, oh my god. Where you go, man? <laughs> and I knew this story. So my uh, my youngest sibling is a sister, and growing up, Jacqueline had all these dolls. Um, and, uh, you know, she would leave the dolls around the house as she played with them. I mean, she probably is five or six. Uh -huh. And so my, to, to go. my brother and I um, literally took every single doll that she had 
and uh, tied them up and hung them up on the ceiling uh, all across the house just outside of her reach so she couldn't get them down and put them on fans and turned the fans on and they were just... Oh my gosh. And so uh, we uh, we definitely got in trouble for it. <laughs> but see, that's one of those like as a parent, I listen to that and it's not my kids, and I think that's good. Okay. I know, that's right? Really good. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's good. I'm pretty sure my dad was like, you know, fist bumping me, but like, you can't do that. Song. <laughs> nice job. Yeah. Yeah. Very creative. <laughs> Don't ever do it again. Yeah. Uh, so, um, you know, actually, I think uh, talking about. Uh, children and the way that we maybe respond to one another helps us unpack this problem. Um, the problem of evil is is actually something, especially when you when you share the gospel, um, is a thing that comes up quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's it's not something that um, it, I don't know. We're, we're not short of conversations about this, uh, and so I don't know that today we can begin to. Um, solve all the problems of evil, but we did want to have a candid conversation um, about it. We, we took some notes down, but we wanted to talk just kind of from our heart. How do we um, wrestle with this problem? Um, do any of y'all want to like actually tackle telling us what the problem is of evil? Anyone got a good explanation? Well, I think evil is anything that that doesn't go our way, right? Right. <laughs> I yeah. mean, that's many things that can be good, bad, things that go our way. It's evil. So I'm questioning. We get a lot of asked a lot. Why is, you know, bad things happen to good people? So yeah. You have yeah. families who seem to be doing the best they possibly can, uh, but then a tragedy happens, and then you know you'll get the question, why did this happen to such a good family? And there's other people who weren't quite as good as them, and nothing ever happens to them. And and so I think that's the kind of the crutch of the problem. Why does bad things happen to good people. And so yeah. that's what we deal with a lot. Do you think that's a, a new problem that people are wrestling with or um, or is that something that's been around for a while? Well, I think it's been around since the beginning of time, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think why, why bad things happen. Yeah, I mean, the psalmist says like, why, O Lord, do the wicked prosper? Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah. uh, just because you're good doesn't mean good things happen. And And we've talked about this um, before on the show at some point, I know this is like our second iteration mm-hmm. of the lunch bunch, but, um, you know, we've talked about it you know, just because you're a believer doesn't mean all things are good. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, but then the natural question ends up being, is God always good? Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, so when, when we are kind of hit with these questions, you know, is God good? Why do bad things happen, uh, to good people? Why does it seem like people who are doing evil prosper and I suffer. When you're, when you're hit with some of these questions, what are some of your ways that you respond? What are some scripture verses that have maybe helped you wrestle with those things? Um, and how have you been able to take that, that question of doubt, of, of maybe insecurity, and then turn that into something that we could have more faith in God? So for me, you know, I work predominantly with kids, elementary age kids. This is not a grown-up problem. Right. This is... I'm in kindergarten and I know I don't like things, I see mean things, I've experienced mean things. So it's not unique to, you know, 18 and up or even 15 or up or whatever you want to say. I mean, I get asked the question, why do bad things happen? Where does Satan come from? Mm -hmm. Um, And so for me, I think you have to start, well, what's the standard of good? Mm, That's the measuring rod. And anything against that that doesn't hit the mark Potentially is bad. 
Yeah. And so in a human context, I think the challenging part is describing to someone, none of us are good. Yeah, yeah. You, you said two words that, that, that are really good. One, you said um, anything that is, is not good, it's bad, right? And so what is, what is good? Uh, and God is good. And then you mm-hmm. said the other word, which is if it misses the mark, uh, the best way to describe sin is missing that mark. Right. It's anything that's like against God, goes against God's nature, is evil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. That, that makes a lot of things sound evil, actually. It really does. Yeah. <laughs> I think you hit it. Like, I think it really depends. Unrighteousness. When you come to that question, it really becomes to where you start at, right? If yeah. you come at it uh, thinking that you're, you're naturally good, and why the bad things happen to you, mm-hmm. then that's a struggle. But if you come at it like the Bible says to come at it, hey, we're all evil, you know, we're desperately evil in our hearts, mm-hmm. and I earn or deserve nothing. And good I do experience my life is by the grace of God. So if I start out knowing that I don't need anything, that I don't earn anything, and I'm not good in the first place, uh, I think it helps you, or it helps me at least, deal with the problem a lot better because I believe that I don't deserve anything. I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm definitely, and that's not like I have to talk any of us into. We all know yeah. in our heart of hearts, man, we have evil thoughts, right? If you're a believer or a non-believer or not, that's kind of, a lot of times that's our default. And it's through God's power and his transforming work in your life that you kind of move away from that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my natural default usually is always my own selfish needs and what yeah. I want. That's a, that's a real good statement of spiritual maturity. Mm. And I, I, it's so accurate. Mm-hmm. But even in the church... I think people are like, but I'm good. Yeah. You know, like, why would God? I mean, believers struggle with this. Mm-hmm. Unbelievers struggle with this. In fact, unbelievers use it as ammunition. Yeah. yeah. And they're apologetic against the Christian belief. You know, well, there's evil things, so God must have manifested those things. Right. So you got to counteract that too, even inside the church. I mean, we've hyper we've hyper spiritualized mm-hmm. evil. You know. I've heard Christians say, the devil made me do it. Or why does the devil make me do it? Yeah. The devil didn't make you do anything, probably. Yeah, you did. You're just wicked. <laughs> but we don't we don't want to justify ourselves as that or identify ourselves as that. So we justify ourselves against things that aren't good. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I I'm good compared to. Yeah, compared mm-hmm. to comparatively to whomever. Hitler. Hitler, Stalin, <laughs> you name it. Whatever. Right? Good, you know. You know, I, I'm awesome. Mm-hmm. No, you can always find something worse. <laughs> didn't I, I didn't I love uh, Matthew? I think in the book of Matthew, uh, it's like uh, you know. Well, you say you haven't murdered people, but if you hate someone, you've murdered them in your heart. Right. And it's yeah. like, I mean, we we hold hatred. Uh, in fact, culturally, mm-hmm. I mean, hatred is something that's that's really predominant now. If you don't agree mm-hmm. on uh, everything. Uh, then basically uh, you assume that person hates you or you hate that person because mm-hmm. you're not in full agreement on things. Mm-hmm. And so... And I'm not wrong. You're just intolerant. Yeah, yeah. right. And so now, um, by what you're saying, though, that evil is not coming from God. That's coming from people. Am I correct? I, it's circumstantial. I mean, we live in a fallen world. Mm. I mean, if we trace it right. back... I mean, we inherit evil. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's in our bloodline. I'm a parent. You're a parent. You're about to be a parent. You're a parent. I didn't teach my kids to be ugly. They were just good at it. They were just born that way. I mean, the first time they threw a toy at someone, 
oh, or man. cried because they didn't uh-huh. get what they wanted, or said no. I, Hit I didn't somebody. Teach I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like a great job. You picked that up. Uh-huh. It was like a wow. You didn't have to teach them at all. They, yeah, they naturally they, knew they it. They naturally no. did those. I was just looking over. I was trying to figure where it's at, but now John sixteen thirty three says, uh, "I've told you these things so that you may." have peace in this world you will have trouble but take heart i've overcome the world and i think it's cool that that uh jesus up front said hey bad things are going to happen you're going to have trouble you know things aren't mm-hmm. going to be great all the time he's very well aware of, of the evil in our world and i think a lot of times uh with maybe some denominations out there that uh we might believe that if you do really good that god will give good back to you mm-hmm. and that's not necessarily true As a matter of fact i would say uh, that the highly likelihood of no matter how good you are, bad things are still going to happen. Yeah, what mean, happened to all the disciples? Yeah, they weren't. They what happened to Jesus? Yeah. yeah. Right? I mean, he's the standard bearer of good. Yeah. We, we got great and for he him. took yeah, the yeah, consequences yeah. For, of sin. That, that seems pretty bad. We've adopted uh, a the the uh, ideas of like karma. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like Christian karma. Yeah. Oh, really? Uh, mm-hmm. And yeah. it's it's... That's not how it works. If I'm uh-huh. uber faithful, good things will happen to me. <laughs> yeah. And the sad thing is, there's Christian churches out there who say they're Christian. We'll teach that. Oh, wholeheartedly. Yeah. yeah. And actually, yeah. It's, it's or a, condemn you. Uh-huh. You didn't have enough faith. Yeah. yeah. So that so that's clearly not how it works. And obviously, we're also very passionate about that idea, uh, which um, I, I think that's something we really are passionate about. Like, hey, what does the Bible actually teach? Not what do we feel. Mm-hmm. Um, but what does it actually teach? And it clearly doesn't teach that uh, if we do good things, good things will happen. Uh, Jesus yeah, well, is I think, perfect. I think God. also like the the problem of good and evil. When when a Christian or somebody who claims to be a Christian has something bad happen in their life, they begin to question the promises of God. Is God good? Is God mm-hmm. always good? Mm. Is He real even because these things are happening in my life and they shouldn't be? Um, I've had a lot of things happen in my recent life that have made me uh, more, um, what's the word I want to use, empathetic towards yeah. these people in these situations. Yeah. Uh, and what I'm constantly reminded of is I always think of the story of Job. And I think yes. when we have bad things happen to us, it's the Lord giving us opportunities to mm-hmm. practice the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. So a lot of cool things about that story, right? One, it's the oldest scripture we have. Not and not right. in the Bible chronologically, but the first story in yeah. written is uh, human suffering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I also love that story too because you touched on this. Yeah, Satan brings all this on. Mm-hmm. Um, but God says, Have you considered? Job is a righteous man. Now yeah. not uns- not sinless. But Job is a rightness. There's a part of me that that wishes, that, like hopes that if Satan goes before the Lord, yeah. like like God would be. Have you considered Jordan? But there's after reading the book of Job, I'm like, nah, no, man, I'm good. Like, I'm good. I don't even have to tempt him. It's, like, it's already done. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. But you know, at the end of that story, the cool thing is the trifold blessing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Job suffers and loses a lot in a fallen world. Mm-hmm. And God blesses him over and above. Yeah, and that's not karma. No, uh, I think what that is is that the Lord says that He will take care of you, right. yeah. and all that you you need, He can supply that for you. Uh, Matthew right. chapter six is one of all of our favorites. 
as look at the lilies of the field and look how he closed them. Even even Solomon in all of his splendor wasn't as beautiful. Look at the birds of the air. Not one of them is worried about food and yet the father feeds them. Like, uh, and so how much more will you not need to worry about mm-hmm. it? Like, don't be anxious about anything for today's worries are enough. And it's like, man, like we can begin to think that even in the midst of pain and the midst of suffering that God is taking care of us. You know, I want, I want to add something to the Job story too. I think Please it's a critical do. point. Uh, the, you know, there's nowhere in Job too that we read that Job ever was told by God why he went through all that stuff. Very right. true. You know, there's nowhere in that story says, oh, Job, this is why it happened. I think a lot of times we think that too. Well, I'll go through bad stuff, but then eventually God will explain everything to yeah. me, why this happened. And I think you can go through bad, horrible things in your life uh, experience great evil and you may never know on this side of heaven yeah. why you went through that and yeah. I think when you lean against scripture and use that as your standard bearer uh, you're in a much better position to understand evil to comprehend it and to deal with it mm. well, I think yeah. that goes to I, I love the word that you used earlier undeserved mm-hmm. if we actually get to a heart place and a head place where we recognize we don't deserve anything mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. God actually was okay to take what he took from Job. Yeah. It was his. Yeah. But I think we, this is a made up term, you know, Christian karma, kind of Christian entitlement too. Mm. I follow Jesus, so like I'm owed something. No, yeah. just following Jesus doesn't mean you're owed anything. Right. And in fact, he, he says, you're going to have troubles. There's going to be hard things that are going to happen. Yeah. The beauty of that transparency from Jesus to say, this actually gets yeah. hard, maybe not easier. Mm. All right, I have um, I have a, a way to phrase this that I think makes this a little bit less um, a little little less easy. Okay, um, and um, we've often heard um, the problem of evil. Um, why do bad things happen to good people? And and so we've answered this one that we're just sinful. And we're fallen in a fallen world. That's the Bible said. No, none, no one good. Yeah, the Bible says none is righteous. Yeah. No, not even one. Yeah. Um, and so, what our answer as of right now is, um, and I, I'm not saying that it has to change. It shouldn't change, in fact. But uh, is that evil happens because people are evil, and we make evil mm-hmm. choices. Um, but uh, let's take this up a notch. And one of the dilemmas of the problem of evil is that. Uh, if God is good and he is all-powerful, why has he allowed for evil to happen? And I think that's where we really get into a challenging place. So I think for me, when I think about that problem, I think about... I'm trying to figure out how to say this. It's, it's kind of like a marriage relationship mm-hmm. where um, God's all-powerful, so we know that's un, undeniable truth. He could have made us do everything he wanted us mm. to do for his glory, but he gave us a choice to mm. do it for his glory. And it means more when your spouse chooses to love you rather than you say, hey, I need you to do this for me. Or I need you to mm-hmm. tell you that you yeah. love me or I need you to do the dishes. If your spouse does those things without you asking them, it means more. Mm. So I think for us to choose to do those things for the Lord and unto the Lord and to glorify the Lord has exponentially more meaning to him and also um and that's why that's why we have evil in the world because we had the lord gave us the free moral agency to choose right and wrong 
mm-hmm. and humanity failed and we chose wrong. Yeah. And, but praise the Lord, we still have the opportunity to be redeemed. Yeah, absolutely. And, and some people will, will, you know, we can talk about this and, and some of its semantics use the word free moral agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we, we can talk all around this. Um, the, the idea though is that at some level, God has given us choices. And uh, we, even in the very beginning, the book of Genesis, uh, we have uh, God make things and he said it is good. Everything that he made was good. And um, he gave one rule, which is to not eat of the fruit of the knowledge of good and evil. And, um, and so right at the very beginning, he gave Adam and Eve a choice. You can follow me and obey me and have life and life abundantly, or you can try to do something else. And when we try to do something else, what was the temptation of the knowledge of good and evil? What did Satan tempt him with? Being like God. Being like God. And so their choice was you can submit under the authority of God or you can try to be God yourself and decide what is good and right and and prosperous for your life. And at the very beginning, that choice that God gave us, we chose wrong. You can say, well, I didn't do that. Uh, But all the time, every time that we sin, what we believe is we believe that the the promise of whatever that sin is is better than what God has given us in His, in his yeah. word and His truth, and therefore you know you call it free will, free moral agency. What it really is 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 choice, yeah. and we have choice to follow God or not. And God has given us that. The, the um, I think, Jordan. I think also though, love is a choice. Yeah, love is a choice, right? So. You can't experience love unless there's a choice put out there. Absolutely. Right. And so in one as in one in one aspect, there has to be something other than love. So you choose to do that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I don't think you can't do both, right? But you have to have a choice for love to exist. You also have the choice not to love. Yeah, and absolutely. So, you actually wrote this really big thought. If you can't remember your thought, did you write that one there? I did. Yeah. If you <laughs> want sure. to just read it, yeah, you can just share it. It was good. Sure. <laughs> um, so. Verbatim, because <laughs> uh, I don't really remember it. Verbatim. <laughs> evil isn't evil. Really, isn't a problem. At least not for God. It's our problem. Humanity ushered it in, but more specifically, it is a problem because people don't know what to do with it, how to describe or define it. People don't want to own it, so the ownership gets put on God. Why does God allow? And we want God to stop it. At least our definition of it. But we don't want to accept that this means we are free beings anymore with the freedom to choose holiness or sinfulness. Mm-hmm. You, and, and kind of a concluding thought here. Um, John chapter 10 is one of um, my favorite passages of the Bible. Um, and John chapter 10 actually talks about, um, it's the big one. You know, good shepherd. Yeah, the good shepherd. And it says, you know, uh, I have come to bring life and life abundantly. But before that, it says, you know, the thief has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And we always identify the thief as the devil. But at the very beginning of John chapter 10, it identifies the thief. And it's not the devil. It's just anyone who comes into the sheep pen any way other than Jesus Christ. And so anytime anyone is telling you how to live your life and it does not fall in line with the word of God, 
It's come to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. And therefore, we have the problem of evil. Mm -hmm. We have so many people who operate as thieves that try to destroy your life, even sometimes without knowing it, mm -hmm. because they're not in pursuit of the holiness and the holy life that God has given in his word and in his Bible. And um, man, I, I think that to me is the simplest explanation of the problem of evil. We could probably do like 30 episodes just unpacking Oh man, it. there's books yeah. and books and scholarship all over the board mm -hmm. with it, but the bottom line, evil has to exist for love to exist. Yes, I agree, yeah. I agree. Are there any, uh, do y'all have any books or anything like that you would encourage people to read? Book of Job? Yeah. That's a good uh, C.S. Lewis has a book called The Great Divide, which is pretty good. Divorce. Is the it? Great Divorce. Yes, yes Great, great divorce. divorce. It's a great book on the discussing the problem of evil. And mm. actually, I won't go into it. There's details. one. He also has another one called A Grief Observed. A Grief Observed, which is, yeah. That both he, of those go. Lost his wife, based on story about him losing his wife. Man, that one, um, that's, that one, that book wrecked me. Mm -hmm. That's good. Mm -hmm. So, C.S. Lewis, both of those. Yeah, check them out. Cool deal. Hey, who wants to close out in prayer? Oh, I can. One thing. Yeah, I absolutely. Say, you know, I, you know, I think so. It's funny sometimes when bad <laughs> stuff happens. We always want to, we always want to like blame God or something like this. I always want to tell people, you know, there is another force in the world, mm. right? There, there is a, there is a, some attacked and there's a Satan, right? Why, so yeah, why, don't, why don't God get all the blame be... for all the evil? Uh, you know, when good stuff happens, sometimes you think, oh, that was me. I worked really hard and I deserve it. But <laughs> was that bad? To take credit That's for the God's good things. fault. Not really. Quick bad. to take credit. I remember Joe. <laughs> remember yeah, Joe. Satan was the man. There's a very real source. Very good. Very good. All right, we'll close out in prayer, Jerry. Okay. Dear Father, we thank you, uh, God, for your goodness. And God, uh, as much as, as we try to struggle with this thought of uh, the problem of evil in our world, God, we know one thing for sure, God, and that is that you are good. Mm. And you tell in the scripture that uh, you are love. You're actually the essence of love. Mm. And so, Father, I pray that we run to that thought um, when we are challenged with bad things in our life. And uh, we embrace that and use that to give us hope and encouragement. Uh, that you are good and that you are love and every good and precious gift comes from you and we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All right guys, see you next time.